presents Hell Bay by Will Thomas, narrated by Anthony Ferguson. Prologue Harold Throgmorton's face was florid. He had exerted himself too much for a man approaching seventy. He'd reached that age at which a man should sit back and take his ease in life, and even consider an end to work entirely with a modest pension. And yet there were few pleasures here at the Bromley boarding school he would miss. One of them was caning a child who had dared to be willful at his school. He had collected a number of tools for the work over the years. Hickory, oak, malacca, and even made his own improvements upon them, testing them on the backsides of a generation of unruly boys. He had just finished with one, a boy who had deliberately spat on the stairs. The headmaster reached to the sideboard and poured himself a tumbler of water, willing his hand to stop shaking and his heart to slow to its proper beat. He believed, most of all, in self-discipline. If his students actually took his messages seriously, they could have derived great benefit as they matured and made their way into the world. But no, most if not all of the boys who came through his school lacked any real moral fibre, and each class was worse than the last. They were slack, lazy, and degenerate. All his words of wisdom were no more to them than pearls before swine. Perhaps in his twilight years he should consider putting them down in a book. There might yet be someone in the world who could appreciate such razor-sharp foresight. He should have gone to London, he told himself, far better than flogging his life away here in far-off Cornwall. He could have been a headmaster at Eton or Rugby by now. Had he taken the easy way through life? Positions were always open, but hard won. He had talent. He should have tested it against the best and brightest England had to offer. He could even have taught in Europe at a university, Heidelberg or Berlin. Yes, perhaps he had allowed himself to take an easy route, running a choice boys' school on the west coast for forty years. Once he'd been the youngest headmaster he knew. Now he was the oldest. There was a knock at the door. Come in, he called. The door opened, and a dried old trout of a fellow entered. "'What is it, Walpole?' "'The tomorrow, sir,' the bursar said. "'From the grocer. They were bad. The entire bushel. The cook will have to change the menu. So let him get on with it,' Throgmorton sputtered. "'We'll have to announce the change.' Who in bloody hell cares if we do or do not have grilled tomatoes with our supper? The old fellow visibly kept from heaving a sigh. Even the bursars were not a patch on the ones that had come before. I'll inform everyone you'd prefer not to do so, sir, the man answered. Do it, Throckmorton growled. I've got more important things to do with my time, thank you. Very well. Walpole said, backing toward the door. I'll see that everyone is told. When he was gone, the headmaster sat down in his chair and poured himself a second glass. Chaos. Everything was falling into chaos everywhere. Standards were no longer being met. 
and so they lowered the standards, rather than getting at the root of the problem, which was lazy boys. Boys needed to be disciplined hard and often if they were to make anything of themselves, and only one in a hundred had natural discipline. It requires a man with the knowledge of how much punishment a boy's body could take in order to break their spirits and make them ready for instruction. Once they received it, there was no end to how high they could soar. There was a sound outside, which came to Harold Throckmorton's attention through a half-open window, raised due to the heat of the day. He crossed to the window, threw up the sash, and looked out upon the knoll the school used for recess after lunch. As usual, the students were skylarking, getting into trouble when there was a perfectly good cricket game in progress toward the back of the green. Throgmore.